Hi, Danielle. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. I'm really excited because this is my first podcast with someone that has three different gene keys that are so interrelated. So I thought we might start with you telling us about how the shadows have interplayed with each other. Let, let me first say that Gene Key 16 is in your life's work and Gene Key 9 is in your evolution. And then in your purpose sphere is Gene Key 40. So we have three very interrelated shadows. And so I thought maybe we could start there at a point in your life, wherever you want to start, but giving us a flavor for what it has been like when you could remember way back when, when you lived in these three shadows, they are indifference, inertia, and exhaustion. Yes, they're all pretty heavy. They all um, involve a lot of tiredness and heaviness. And when my after my father died, I experienced a depression. So that was an obvious time when there was a lot of exhaustion and inertia and indifference to the world you know, where I sort of um, didn't know what to do, you know, I didn't know what the meaning of or the purpose of my life was without my dad around. And how so, old were you and how long ago was that? Oh, good question. So I was 15 and that was many years ago. <laughs> oh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> More than 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> not quite 30. I'm not sure. I can't do the math quickly, but it was a long time ago when I was a teenager and um, I had a younger brother at that time and my mom, there was the four of us, and then um, right after my dad passed away, I also got mono, so that is definitely exhausting. And then my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. So there was a lot of reason to be pretty sad and not wanting to hang out with friends and things like that. So I, for, I think it lasted about a year or so. And then I sort of started coming out of the depression. And then I think, you know, so finishing high school was fine and going to college was fine. But then after graduating, life gets a little bit scary because you don't really have a plan in place. People probably have heard of the quarter life crisis, which happens right around age 25. And uh, on the day of my 25th birthday, I was pretty depressed again. Like, wait a minute, what have I been doing with my life? What am I going to do with my life? There's been a lot of, I think, heaviness. And I think a lot of that is due to I'm a, I'm a, a deep thinker. And I like to think things over and think them over a lot. So a lot of times I get caught in, in thinking rather than doing. So I think that's where a lot of the inertia shows up. I've always, so it's always been a struggle to sort of get the ball rolling for me. And so I'll, I'll get things going in my life, and then I'll, I'll kind of exhaust myself, going back to the 40th gene key, and then I'll stop again. And I think the indifference shows up. I'm a very optimistic person, so there's a lot of optimism that drives me. So the indifference doesn't necessarily show up in I'm giving up. It just shows up more in I don't really know what to do next with my life or I don't really know where to channel my energies. Okay, and that's when I met you, which was about a year and a half ago, where you were really deliberating about your career specifically at that point in time, when you discovered the Gene Keys, right? That's true. Yeah, they, they came along at just the right time, and I think that's probably why I really became excited about learning more about them and diving in because I was at the point where I was trying to change careers and here we are looking at your life's work and your purpose and those are all those kind of buzzwords that everybody is is searching for and so it seemed like 
a very good thing to study. So if I felt like if I could learn more about myself, then perhaps that would make my journey a little bit easier. So then what happened? I think going back, I had um, a bachelor's degree in um, wildlife biology and management. And that's a pretty unique field. It's very specialized. And so I felt like I didn't feel like that after going through the degree and working in that field for a little while. I didn't really feel that I wanted to do it for the rest of my life. A lot of that could could involve many things. It could involve research or it could involve managing uh, like deer populations or things like that for hunting purposes or it could in, you know it could involve conserving large swaths of land for endangered species so it, you know it was a very it's a very glamorous career path from the outside but it really takes the right person and so i found out that i really wasn't the right person for that and so after that when i was going through the quarter life crisis that's where i picked up life coaching and that's where I started training in that for a number of years and having, you know, little bits of a few clients here or there, but nothing big enough to really make it a full-time career. So I started going back to the drawing board again and like, well, I really like giving workshops for people um, about self-empowerment and finding their purpose in life. And so I decided to go to school, get my master's degree in adult education and that would focus on basically adults over 18. It could be anything from uh, training in a workplace or developing. There's, you know, there's so many online courses and programs out there that, you know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily have the professional background to do, but that was something that I was really excited about. I was starting to combine my interests in helping people with a master's degree and a degree that you know, it's a master's in education, so it's much broader than my original degree. So I figured no matter what, having this much more broad degree would really open up the playing field for me in terms of careers. I started going to school for that, and simultaneously, I started working at a university, um, ironically, working with students who wanted to become or study wildlife biology. Sounds and- perfect. It sounded perfect. I could I could utilize my bachelor's degree and combine it with helping people find their passion and help help them find their way through their career path. So for a long time, I was really passionate about helping people really hone in to why they wanted to do what they wanted to do and, and help them explore those career options. So for a while, it was all going along. It was building really nicely. But then this was a three-year master's program. And about halfway through, I sort of had this, like, wait a minute, stop here. I don't want to do this either. Oh, wow. (laughs) What I really want to do is something in the more creative realm. Mm. And so that is sort of when um, the light bulb went off, my eyes got wide, and I started thinking, okay, well, now I really need to figure out what I'm going to do that I'm passionate about so that I don't have to go through this again, this uncertainty in figuring out what I want to do. Did you finish the master's degree? Yes, good question. I did. I, I, I did. I wanted to quit, but I thought, you know, I must finish this. I'm putting all this time and money into it. And I didn't want to go back to the shadow of inertia and just give up. I wanted to see myself to completion. So it was really important for me to do that. Mm-hmm. And then over the next couple of years, I started exploring all types of art forms like theater, writing, painting, photography, dance, uh, all sorts of things like that, and trying to figure out what would be a good 
ultimate fit for me. And so I narrowed it down, narrowed it down and into writing. So this was right around the time where I met you. It was probably a year or so before I met you. It was when I started taking some journalism courses and I started really finding my passion in writing. Excuse me. Meanwhile, you were still doing the advising work with the university, correct? I was still doing the advising work with the university, yep. And I'm still actually just finishing up that position right now, but I was I was finalizing the decision when I first met you and started the, the Gene Keys to take the leap and quit my job and do another career change. And that's after a 10-year stint. Yeah, it, yeah, we were in year nine last okay. year and wrapping up 10. So I, I've been wanting out for a number of years, six years, and it's taken me this long to take this leap. But you had resolve. You, When I met you, you had resolve. You had no idea where you would go and what direction you would end up. But you had already arrived at a resolution that you were going to change careers. Yes, and that's where we, we raise from the shadow of these keys up to the gifts. Yes. Yeah, the gift of purpose is resolve. The gift of evolution is determination. And the gift in my life's work is versatility. And so the determination was there. I was not going to stop. I was going to figure this out. I was going to do something. And the resolve was there. Fortunately, you know, whereas the shadows were really pulling me down, the gifts are really propelling me forward. And you were so resolved that you gave like a six-month notice. Is that correct? That's true, yeah. To to end your your career? A year? Almost a year. Wow. And that's so important to what came along in during that year, and that is the pandemic with people on leave or on furlough or whatever. But a lot of people are out there now seeking jobs, and you were signed up to quit one. Yes. How did you feel they, about that? Well, they asked me if I wanted, and they said, well, are you sure? We, you can take your job back if you really want to. And... I just know so deeply that I do not want the job anymore. It's been 10 years. I've been making this plan. So I'm not going to let a pandemic stop me for better or for worse. (laughs) That is resolve, my dear. (laughs) That is resolve. But that also then goes to the city of the purpose, which is divine will. So I'm putting all of my eggs in the divine will basket. (laughs) You know, I know like with the number 16 in my life's work, Gene Keats at 16, it's versatility. So over the last 10 years, I've picked up so many skills. So I have a versatile skill set where I can go in so many directions. So part of that helps with the resolve and the commitment to quitting my job in the pandemic because I have that versatility from, you know, maybe the human standpoint. But then what's really driving this is divine will. Tell us more about that. How do you define divine will? That's been a hard one for me, but, you know, it's sort of, It is turning your life over to the unknown and having faith and trust that there are other forces out there that are going to help you make the best of your life. Um, And knowing that it might not look the way that I want it to or that I expected or hope it to, but knowing that there's more to the story, there's a bigger picture out there, and I'm playing a role in that, whatever that might be. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, there's been times in my life where I've sort of tested that divine will in moments. And so I felt like I have enough uh, faith in that to really let it carry me through. 
Um, I do know that you had a Catholic upbringing. And if you don't mind, could you give us a contrast between your initial concept of divine will as it was taught to you in that particular religion versus the way you view it now? Sure, yeah. Divine will, from that context, for me, was, well, for whatever reason, I thought, well, the divine wants me to suffer. That's my lot in life, and, and I have to try to be my best, and no matter what, my best will never be good enough but I just have to, I just have to keep suffering. <laughs> wow. And and I don't know what that there's some sort of Catholic mindset, like um, you're born a sinner, you're always going to be a sinner. And that people who are suffering are the ones who are revered, so to speak. Well, and to take you to an even deeper level, two of my aunts are Catholic church nuns. Mm. And my father was a Catholic brother and the brother is the, the male equivalent of a nun in the Catholic Church. So I had these heavy influences that were keeping me propped up and in visions of trying to be perfect. And all the while, no matter how perfect one tried to be, divine will seemed to be like a scary negative thing. Okay. And so after you had studied and contemplated the Gene Keys and prepared yourself as well educationally as well as spiritually as far as versatility is concerned to turn your life over to the divine will as described in Richard Rudd's work what's happened with that old belief system of Catholicism well that belief system is by and large dissolved and I think based on and I believe maybe it's the 55th gene key where uh, Richard talks about how humanity is going through this evolution of consciousness. That plus other teachings that I've been studying really gave me the confidence to change my belief into, no, this is a, this is actually a loving God. This is anything that might be negative or apparently negative is really just a challenge for you to overcome, to become a, a better, a better version of yourself. Okay. So, so my belief is that I'm really supported by divine grace. Nice. Very nice. So in summary, you did get the courage, I would call it, to step into that first step beyond inertia to pursue your dreams of finding a creative career that will fulfill you and it will be according to divine will. And where are you in that process right now? What are you doing? Are you looking for another position? Are you complete Uh, with the old one? I still have a few more days of training my replacement in the old job. Okay. Um, So from there, I am working on building some of my websites. So my sort of of two avenues in my career path, one would be a, a consultant for another like another company so that could be writing for marketing purposes and then the other path that I'm pursuing would be uh, more of a freelance type of journalism so writing for different blogs or publications just different different stories for them okay and you're confident that this position is going to come along soon right 
Yes, because even before the pandemic, there's a ton of remote writing jobs all over. So I was already planning to work remote and I've al- I was already planning on living this sort of lifestyle anyway. Wow. So How it ideal. Actually, yeah. So for me, it really was, it's just sort of a natural progression. And that's sort of where the divine will comes in. Like, yes, I was prepared. A few months back, I bought a computer monitor, not knowing that I would be working, well, knowing I'd be working from home, but not knowing I'd be working from home as soon as I was to sit at my laptop all hunched over. So, you know, there's been some graces along the way that have been preparing me to get to this point. So where do you see yourself in a year? Well, I think in a year I will have probably either a permanent job as in a marketing role for a company, or I'll still be doing freelance things, contract work here and there, and writing articles and doing, you know, a lot of that involves online research. And hopefully with one of the areas I want to focus on is travel. And so hopefully there'll be travel opportunities coming up. I'm not so sure about that in the next year, but that is also kind of, that is also one of my, where I'm heading. And you'll look back on this particular period of time and realize that the outside world really had nothing to do with where you were headed. And you're just going down that stream with divine will guiding you. Do you study the jinkies any longer? Or do you feel that you've internalized them now? Well, um, we, you and I in our group, we studied them for, I don't know, maybe two full months. And then we took a summer off and then we did a really accelerated like six weeks, but um, so after that, I needed to take a little break because I think after a while, you just need to uh, let everything absorb and and settle in and um, just work its way through your you know your your conscious your subconscious right. And so I, I would come back to them here and there. But what I like about it is that if there was ever a time where I had a doubt, I can always look at the, the gene keys and see, all oh, right, this is where the shadow is showing up. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah, wait, this is where I have some pointed strengths. So why don't I tune into that? Yes. So, yeah, so I have not been actively studying it, but when moments come up, I can go, I do go to the Gene Keys and I say, oh, wow, you know, my core right now I'm is being sort of highlighted. So I've really been, I think, actually in a roundabout way focused on my core in the last six months. Great. Well, we did study the activation sequence and then had that pause and then did the Venus sequence. I would just ask, have you had any effects that you're aware of uh, after having gone through the Venus sequence as far as childhood wounds are concerned? Well, I think a lot of that, I think I have, just looking at my different keys, I have 42 twice, once in my IQ and once in my EQ. The gift is about detachment. And that's part of what I've been going through is detaching from sort of the old identity that I had of someone who was a victim or not valuable, who really couldn't do things or shouldn't do things that, you know, there was no support. So really coming out of that notion of victimhood, so detaching from those old identities has been a big thing that I've been working on. Right. Well, this whole talk has been an excellent example of the interrelationships of the Gene Keys as depicted on your profile. And you definitely sound to me like you're living in your gifts and comfortable and confident with that. 
And what more could someone ask for at this point in time when the outer world is in such chaos? Yes, I do want to say for sure when I came to the Gene Keys, I was very steeped in shadow. And through the process that we've gone through, I'm definitely in my gifts. The shadow is still obviously there, hasn't fully dissolved, but I'm much more in my gifts. And I don't think I could have gotten to the gifts without going through the process because of the awareness. The awareness wasn't there. And going through the sequences in the group really helps to sort of lift your eyes and lift your, your awareness to the gift level. Yes. And I said this with David yesterday. I love this expression. When you're in or close to, let's say, at least the city frequency, you're looking at the world through God's eyes. That's such a beautiful expression. That is so true. That is extremely true and that's another thing that I wasn't fully able to understand uh, when I first started the gene keys you know God was it, God is always a mystery but it was still so so un, seemed so unattainable or so distant at that time but now I I love that seeing through God's eyes and I think that's where the cities are absolutely and lest you forget just go out and look at a tree <laughs> and that'll remind you Danielle, it's been a pleasure interviewing you, and and I'm so thrilled for you. <laughs> really, it brings tears to my eyes because you've grown so much since I first met you. <laughs> Just amazing what the Gene Keats have done. It's true. Well, thank you for you know helping birth that the, the new me, <laughs> or uh, and um, and being witness to this journey because when one is in it themselves, they don't they can't really see how far they've come. Right. And you've hard. come a long way, baby. That's all I can say. <laughs> Thanks well, again. I'd love to come back in a year and oh, update you on what has transpired. That would be fabulous. That that would be terrific. That that's a date, my dear. Sounds great.